position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode number 224 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you late on this uh, Sunday, February 10th, uh, 2019, uh, make it 10.47 a.m. Pacific Coast Time, Left Coast, uh, so that make it for our sequel friends, the one true time and date format, uh, 2019, uh, what, 0210, yes, sounds like some sort of uh, droid designation, 2019, 0210, get your ass on deck, we're being invaded! Crack engineer, Ivor Molina, over there in the booth, who's now fired, uh, holding up the whiskey sign. Oh, that's a good idea, Ivor. It's ironic how it's always your last good idea. Mmm. Mmm. So, let's get straight to our top stories this week. First of all, the website is coming. I was super busy this week. I was... Cr- like you know when it rains it pours yeah well a fucking torrential horror cast of rain pain all fucking week um shit got crazy with work shit got crazy with technology I had computer problems not on this machine but on the one windows machine that 
I am forced to maintain legally by legal proclamation of uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, so yeah, that's why we're late. Um, but it's also why the website is not. I it's not uh, the new website is not up yet. Um, don't worry, it's coming. I made a little progress with it uh, this week uh, with my lamp. Uh, which is what I always do. I always, you know, I, I roll it out on my lamp and see if it works, which is always a good idea. Um, it's one of the nice things about uh, having services like DigitalOcean available to us these days as opposed to like when I started out with computers and shit. Like, no, back, well, back then I couldn't code, but what I'm saying is like, it's very easy to uh, just spin up a live, a real server and then just upload all your shit to it you know change a couple of configuration files and you're done and uh yeah so that that's cool um so while it may not look like anything is happening and for the most part not much has been happening with the website but uh, and, you know um it's coming it's coming I'm working on it <coughs> this week we have a really cool feature for you on vampire so let's get straight to it. Um, oh wait, yeah. Oh, sorry. Wait, sorry. Wait. Uh, false alarm. False alarm. I have been playing this week tons of Ace Combat Seven and tons of Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, where I deleted my old save game on purpose. Um, I just got to Fobs again two days ago. I've already done thirty fucking successful Fob infiltrations. Um, second time through is almost better than the first. Uh, actually, it is better than the first because when you delete your save, it turns out the only things that you get to keep are your GMP, which are like the in-game, you know, uh, it's like the in-game currency and uh, your MB coins and all your resources. So when I started this game at the beginning of last week. I could do, once I got to Mother Base, you know, after the first two hours of the hospital and the introduction and stuff, um, I found that I could actually upgrade and deploy, like, all of the all of the shit. Um, so that led us to, uh, I'm talking about, like, all the base platforms and stuff, even uh, once they got, once the other types got unlocked, like, combat unit and uh, medical unit, I could just keep upgrading them. So I did an eight hours uh, last weekend, what took me about three weeks to do originally. And so we had this humongous brain drain. Uh, we couldn't run all of our um, all of our departments or whatever because uh, there weren't enough fucking people. So I fulted over the last week over 600 motherfuckers to staff up our mother base and our fob. Mm. I finally have enough MB coins from daily rewards to deploy a second fob. Those were also kept kept over from my first game. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been more enjoyable, and you can just afford to sell off, like, you know, herbs and shit. Like I sold off another uh, 10,000 of uh, Tarragon this morning um, to get back up to 20 million GMP. And then back down to 10 again already. But, uh, 
So that's what's been going on. So, Iowa, based on with the features, it's time to talk about some vampire. Oh, my God. It's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Kooky. The Libyans! So, welcome. I will mesmerize you with my semicircular movement. So our week, our feature this week is on vampire V A M P Y R. Um, it is a fantastic game. This is not a review, unfortunately, though, because we've neither uh, played it for twenty hours nor have we beaten it. Um, but vampire retails for one moment, please. Right now, for the next twenty-three hours. It retails at 50% off at $24.99. Holy shit. Um, okay, so you have to go buy this now. I'm uploading this as soon as possible. We're going to keep this short. Uh, so it will be, of course, the longest episode of the podcast ever in the history of the podcast. See if we can keep this to 20 more minutes. Mm. So what is Vampire? Vampire is a third-person action role-playing game uh, set in uh, World War One. Uh, London during the Spanish influenza which I don't really know much about in terms of how the Spanish flu affected uh, Europe all that much I do know it killed 1 in 10 people in America Um, and the game begins You have, it doesn't tell you this initially but none of these are spoilers you find them out very quickly the game begins with you waking up after having become a vampire you are fresh back from uh, Verdun. Yeah, I, I assume it's Verdun. Um, although, you know what? I think they say 1915. So, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to look it up. Whatever. There's not. It's not entirely historically accurate is kind of the point. It's almost uh, counterfactual with vampires interposed. Um, and you feed on someone immediately. But uh, you find out eventually that you were a doctor. Uh, and off you go to try to find the person who made you, who turned you into a vampire. Now, a couple of things that we have to say before we go any further about this game. Visually, the game is absolutely beautiful almost throughout. However, there are these weird moments where depending on the camera angle or just depending on the... uh, the environmental details, shit that's going on, the game will suddenly look like you're in 1997. But only briefly. And then it'll go back to looking like it's fucking 2019. We're talking this game has all the candy. It is beautiful. The amount of time spent on the environments alone has to have been mind-blowing. Um, so that's the graphics. Uh, I personally find them extraordinarily excellent. Um, overall, um, especially the visual effects, the lighting and the visual effects, because this is like just it's still j- almost Gaslight London because it's 1915 um, it's still almost Gaslight London and it's struggling with this Spanish flu this stupid world war that they got into mm. will plumb us to our last million um, and 
in the midst of all this, they are mis- experiencing these mysterious deaths mm. and madness and roving gangs and shortages of everything from food to medicine to clothing. Uh, poverty is rife in London. It is, and you can't go out during the day. Um, during the day, you, you spend those times sleeping in your hideout, which also is where you can craft uh, stuff and uh, formulate new cures and tonics for what ails you. Now, the main star of Vampire, that's V-A-M-P-Y-R, 50% off. Now, for 23 hours, next 23 hours, go get it now, dude. 50% off at $24.99, down from $49.99. This is a game you must play. I mean it. So the real star of Vampire is the way it's five games in one. It is a visual novel. Well, it's not a visual novel. It has the um, the time, attention to detail, and the voice acting in the dialogue and the script to literally say it is on par with a visual novel um, regarding the story and the dialogue and your dialogue choices. Um, it is amazing how compelling this game is once you let it suck you in. Um, you will find yourself talking to anyone and everyone you can. And uh, they will have different things to say to you and stuff and they remember who you are and you know, oh, you were here a few nights ago etc, etc, etc the other cool thing is that Vampire places you in the sticky wicket, as the Brits might say Uh, you're a vampire but you're also a doctor and you end up working in a hospital so everyone you talk to not just in the hospital, but everywhere throughout London. There are like five main areas that you can go to, including Whitechapel. Everyone you talk to, there's almost like this double meaning to everything. Some of them know you're a vampire, too, by the way. Um, Some of them are other vampires, by the way. Not just at the hospital, but you'll meet other vampires. And some of them are friendly, and some of them are less friendly. Some of them are insane, and some of them are less insane. Some of the mortals that you meet are insane and some of them are less insane all of them are written brilliantly and the way the plot unfolds uh, it's it's so absorbing but there's this double meaning to every conversation you have because you can eat basically anyone basically anyone Um, when you're in conversation with someone let's say you don't like them or they are doing something that you don't like or they said something you don't like or you're particularly desperate for blood which is a terrible, terrible reason to feed by the way, because you can eat rats no rats were harmed in the making of the game that's right, I have 16 of them over there in my little cage I find the game very upsetting but you can eat anyone so, and you can also heal anyone depending on if you have the cure and if you had the ingredients and you made them up at a workbench. This is a fascinating dichotomy because 
for me, I always like to try to be as good as I possibly can. But 14 hours in to Vampire, the greatest genius of the game, to me, is that after, I don't know exactly when it happened, because if you knew exactly when it happened, then it, it wouldn't have happened this way. But it's been like boiling a frog. I no longer really know what is good, what is evil. I don't... I know that some of the quests that I've taken... and haven't resolved yet are quests that I'm beginning to question the motives of the people who gave me the quests um I've successfully resolved several quests several long complicated quests that had endings that surprised me uh one that ended in a uh ternary choice that I misunderstood at the time because I was drunk and stoned and I, I happen to pick I misunderstood the choices and I happened to pick the one that I thought was least damaging because I could eat the person <laughs> um, and it turned out to be an actually satisfactory resolution um, that's very rare not the satisfactory resolution part but the uh, the choices were confusing so that's one aspect of the game. That's that's like the whole story aspect of the game, which, unlike other games, is interwoven directly in with everything else. Like, okay, so those are the first two types of games that it is. The other three types of games that it that make up Vampire are third person uh, fighting games. Not not fighting as in like Tekken, but third person. Uh, fighting games as in um, Dark Souls or mm, Rise of the Tomb Raider um, games where you have an open world where you frequently backtrack and you have a set of powers that you can upgrade that's the fourth type of game that it is It's a it's very much a role playing game like in the sense of like the Witcher, thank you, Free Lake New, for pointing that out. Um, but the tech tree at first seems very simple. It's like uh, I want to say like maybe sixteen different uh, main branches, and in, inside each one, it's each one is very linear. But inside of it are many, 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 many. We're talking like 12, 10 to 15 steps to upgrade that power to its fullest effect. Uh, you can also upgrade and craft weapons. This is very important. There are guns, which I have never ever fired in the game. There are melee weapons, and uh, then, you're, then there are your vampire powers, which fall into like three major categories. They're you know, offensive, defensive, and then uh, passive. So, when you're fighting people, which is outside of dialogue, you know, blah, there are just, there are gangs of vampire hunters roving the streets, there are insane priests, there are also these things called scowls, which are like half vampire, they're like 
people who've been fed upon but who've been driven mad and not fully drained and not fully turned and so they become like these roving gangs of teleporting vicious zombie like um gaslit monster people and you fight a lot of them too you also kill a lot of vampire hunters um because the vampire hunters are fairly criminal also in essence like they, they uh they might not even recognize you for being a vampire and of course they don't even know what a vampire looks like most of them um, which is great because you are a fucking vampire so sometimes they'll attack you for your clothes blah blah blah. eventually once you become once you can become invisible at will um, and once you upgrade your stamina enough to be like invisible for long periods of time uh, they become less pernicious but you still want to kill them generally speaking because they give you experience points now you can also get experience points by eating pillars of the community and you can pop open a special screen it's a really interesting screen it shows everyone that you've met in that district and in the center is the pillar of the community if you know who they are Other, and if you don't know who people are they just show up as a question mark um Anything that you do, and this is the fifth element of the game, anything that you do, anything that you decide to do, anyone that you decide to eat, any conversation track you decide to follow, any quest that you decide to complete, any decision that you make inside of that quest, any decision you make outside of any quest, everything has profound impacts on the game um, on the story of the game and it's the, the illusion of free will is so complete in this game that as soon as I can beat it I will beat it and we, I will do another rev, I will do a full review I don't know if a full review but pro- I'll probably put it in the column because this is as close as we can get to like uh, an episode of a full review of Vampire without being a full review and so we probably won't revisit it on the show um the the thing is it's one of those rare games where as as you go through it the game accommodates who your character was with who he now is meaning the actions that you've taken since you start to control him um, it's very rare to see that um, in a game and it's it's really it gets so deep and rich and and so good. I mean, you actually like to talk to people in this game. It's it's crazy because their their voice acting is so good and the secrets they have are so delicious and you need them because um, you can get information on other people. Like I mean, you, there's one of the last major quests I did was solving a blackmail plot against a fellow vampire, um, and I ended up siding with the person who was doing the blackmailing, even though the fellow vampire is way more powerful than I am, and she's done me a turn or two. 
Um, narratively, you can imagine like a script that really lets you peer not into like the the walled garden, but it lets you peer into the twilight of like you, the player's own soul. Like you know, because you're like, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to? Do I want to eat this person? Do I want to? Do I want to fuck them? You know, fuck them up, or you know, when and who you kill or help or heal is up to you. And that's the cool. That's the other cool thing. So you are a doctor, and so and you're depending on what you do, you can still be a doctor. So for me, I'm a, very much a doctor and I like to heal people. This degrades the quality of their blood <laughs> until they're fully recovered at least. Um, but it might get you access to more information from them. Uh, it also makes you, it also gives you experience points, but nowhere near as much as just eating them. Um, each district has a uh, stability ranking um, from, you know, serious to uh, healthy. I think Sirius is on the lower end. I think there's two more below Sirius. If you take out the pillar of a community, that place just goes abs- it descends into chaos and blah. Um, the combat elements in the game are almost like the dialogue and the dialogue trees. They're they're very light. But they're very persistent. And so, like, the actual, like, crafting and stuff, and the um, upgrading of your vampiric powers, which range from, like, okay, so, let me just give you a a normal situation that you'll find yourself in. So, you're fighting these three vampire hunters. One has a shotgun. The other two have, like, clubs. You have an upgraded club. You take out your upgraded club, which is a two-handed weapon. You can have two sets of weapons at any time. Take out your club. You target the shotgun guy. You use some of your vampire magic, you stop his blood in his veins, which causes instantaneous upright paralysis. You beat the shit out of this guy. He he has stamina too. You drain all your stamina. You beat him just far enough that you can take a bite out of him. He's stunned. So you feed on him. It does not kill him. It just knocks down his health. The other two guys are still coming. You're <laughs> Then you continue beating the hell out of him. Then you rip him in half using your vampire powers because the blood that you just got refilled your stamina and also refilled your blood gauge. So you use your vampire claws thing which sends these phantom vampire claws and rips him in half. Awesome. Then you kill the other two guys just by beating them senseless with your giant club. Of course, you do bother to feed if you can in between somewhere one of those two other guys gets eaten. Um... Then, then, as you're walking down the street, uh, the vampire hunters have gotten more aggressive. This happens in the game. And I'm not sure if it happens as a direct consequence of you having eaten so many of them or killed them, killed so many of them. But sometime around Whitechapel, they get really pissed. And they start literally deploying in, in mass and force. Like we're talking like four vampire hunters for every corner. This is, you know, around 10, 12, 13 hours into the game. That's when uh, having, after having unlocked it, becoming invisible is great. You've upgraded your stamina meter, of course, so you can stay invisible for a long time. You can walk around freely if you wish. 
Um, it takes fifty. It takes sixty seconds for that cooldown. All of these powers run on a on a fixed cooldown, which you can lower um, by upgrading them, and you can make them more devastating. Uh, for instance, uh, upgrading your ability, upgrading your um, feeding ability, lets you pull. Like right now, I think I'm at three hundred percent of normal uh, blood out of a human being in the because it's a fixed amount of time that you have to feed on anyone in combat. So right now I'm up to 300% of that. Uh, my stamina is like a thousand percent higher than it was, I think. Because um, stamina is what allows you to swing weapons. It's also what allows you to turn into a mist and dodge, which happens really fast. It's the only dodge button that you have. It drains your stamina as well. This makes... This along with a variety of enemies that you fight and their various tactics... Um persistent, not very deep, deep but extraordinarily fun and uh, it happens on a fairly continuous basis uh, in both scripted and unscripted events, so the illusion of free will is there, the minor stealth elements that you get uh, before you can become invisible um, you can't crouch, but you can walk, and if you walk you can get the drop on a lot of people before you can become invisible that's a pro tip. Um, but yeah, so ultimately, in short, it combines the best uh, best aspects of literally text-based adventure games, you know, or visual novels with point-and-click camera angles. The camera angles are great. Um, even though it's in the third person, you can rotate the camera. The basic camera angle, it, they, it, they're really good. Um, with the best aspects of modern RPGs, like The Witcher 3, um, and it adds in light survival elements. I mean, the crafting stuff is great, because there's also a market economy. And so, like, if you need, like, you know, tiny trigger parts to, you know, fix your gun to the next level, or or fix... Oh, and by the way, upgrading your weapons, absolutely do that. Hoard your parts, break down other shit, um... When you can, sell other shit to buy other shit when you have to, but upgrade your fucking weapons, because... They get pretty good, and you'll need them, because you will die. If you die, um, you start at the last checkpoint. It has an auto-checkpoint system that is, uh, we, well, I would call it generous. It, it basically generally restarts you fairly close to where you died, um, facing the area where you died, so you don't need to backtrack a lot. Um, the game interface is fantastic uh, from the, uh, the map. GUI, you can lay down waypoints and stuff uh, and clearly see the twisting narrow double switchbacky nature of some of uh, the neighborhoods in London where the game is set so and it likes crafting system ultimately what the game is is it's a detective mystery where you are frequently the murderer (laughs) Um, or at least you know in league with you know, the bad people who've done the bad things. Um, and, you know, the writing overall is just brilliant, and the voice acting is, is equal to the task, which is very rare, and that's across the board. Um, and the action elements, I have not gotten tired of them. Uh, they're very good. They, they, they generally are almost tactical rather than um, action. Because if you get outnumbered, like, you have to figure out very quickly what the fuck it is you're going to do and who you're going to target. 
which is great because the auto-targeting system where you lock on to somebody uh, and stay locked on to them is fantastic. It's that old old saw of just uh, clicking down on the right stick and then that'll lock you onto whoever you're looking at and then if you want to change the person that you're attacking, you can just you know left jog left and right on the right stick and you'll go all around the room to all the enemies that you've spotted. So that's cool, especially because you can teleport you know, pretty far if, like, some guy is, like, up on, like, a uh, a scaffolding or something and he's shooting at you, well, there's probably a good chance you can actually teleport right to his face and then eat him. Um, and, I'm not, and I'm trying not to tell you anything about the story, which I've, I think I have done successfully. Um, and so, yeah, go buy it now while it's half off. This is exactly what they need to do with, um, what, oh, God, what's that game? Endless No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky needs to drop their fucking price by fucking 50% and then next week fucking they need to do that for a week and then drop it by drop it to 15 bucks forever. But anyway, Vampire came out right before New Year's and it sucks that uh, I couldn't get it into our Game of the Year awards and I wanted to even though I had only had enough time to play for three hours at that point. I'm up to about 14 hours. Uh, you'll hear more uh, about it next week, and that'll do it for us. I want to get this out as soon as possible so as many people as possible can get Vampire, which is on sale. In fact, that's what we're going to call this episode. Vampire on sale. You need to buy this game. It is a fantastic game. I don't care if you don't like um, vampires. I don't like vampires. I don't care if you don't like role-playing games. I don't like role-playing games that much. Um... I don't care if you don't like dialogue-based craft-em-up vampire counterfactual, historically-based environments. Uh, I don't tend to like those things. This game is not to be missed. This is really... So far, it is everything you could ever want from the medium of the video game. Almost everything. It's, It's up there. It represents a big, big move forward in the medium, in my humble opinion. So there you go. There you have it. I will see you next week. Uh, hey, Sante, Ivor, you're fired. We got out of here in under 40 minutes. Sante, everybody, uh, cheers. Check out the Twitch stream. We'll be streaming a lot more Metal Gear Solid, I'm sure, but we will also be streaming a lot of Vampire from 14 hours on, so beware of you know, possible spoiler alerts. Uh, oh! One last thing about Metal Gear Solid 5. I finished the game. There are three endings to that game. Not that you get only one. You get all three, eventually. Um, the ending of that game is extraordinarily satisfying. Please do not read any spoilers. Go get that game, too. There you go. That's a wrap. <laughs> A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. You're supposed There's to help me. And doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry. Four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times.
Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. Hello, great justice.